Oh, it's so good for you, for real, for fun, for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind, when you ask, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, where you ask, or you may not ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway, at 91.5 FM WPRK, the best in basement radio. Oh. Oh. This is episode 69. I'm your host, DJ Crazy JC John. What? And you hear him 69. Oh, wow. It Bingo. is Tom the Elderberry. Namas Cray, John. Namas Cray. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are your holidays? Oh, my holidays are going absolutely great, to be honest with you. Now. <laughs> yeah, it feels much We weren't here now. last week because I was not feeling well. But you can listen to past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com. Yes. I'm happy this is episode 69. Yes. That's like my number, you know. My number. Because I was born 6969. My lucky number, 6969. Yeah, because it's a double 69. So I'm like, yeah, so I'm very happy for this episode. We had a guest scheduled, but that's okay. Things happen. So we'll be bringing him back in January. Exactly. January 4th is what we're looking at to yeah, have him be on our that New Year's show. episode. It sure will. New Year with, with, a new guest <laughs> and a new variant a new variant yes always and a new variant so tell me what two things have you taken from this past week we're just going to dive right into it my two things yes what are your two mine things? are really heavy okay then what is one thing the first one we'll volley them because mine aren't heavy well the first one is to come out whatever that is come out yes I think everybody has the cur- that has the courage to come out, whether they're positive or trans or other, they help everybody else that's in that other category. Mm-hmm. And some of them are less fortunate, but we have to help each other. Yes, we sure do. That's good. That's pretty deep. And then my second one is know your history. Yes. Know where we, how we got our achievements and what we opposition we faced. Celebrate our freedoms. Continue to fight hard for us our members around the world. And they can always also learn about their history when we have our Your Gay History segment. <laughs> that's that's the time that you can always learn about history. We're going to get to that later on in the show, too. <laughs> but, yeah, knowing your history, because if you think you're the first, I mean, even whenever we thought we were the first Just doing stuff, we Just know how we, we got here as the people. Yes, yes. Those are good. They're not too deep. no. They're, they're good. They're uplifting, inspiring. Mine are just plain out funny, silly. Um, I want to hear about yours. I, uh, well, my first one that I learned this past week is that there is no proper way to faint. <laughs> Gasp. Pearl clutch. No really? proper way to faint. Did you faint? I fainted. I had, I was, we were out last week. the vapors? Because I was sick. I had an upper respiratory infection. I tested negative for COVID. And so. No Rona. So no Rona, but, but upper respiratory infection, Yuri. So I. Um, oh, I dated him. So I didn't know what happened, but Jose was over at the house and we were sitting outside talking and all of a sudden I'm like. I told him, I said, Jose, I feel drunk. And he's like, 
But okay, but you haven't really drinking, you know? And I'm like, I know. So then he starts talking about this story, and all of a sudden I'm like, Jose, I have to go in because I got feeling like vertigo. Everything was spinning. Mm -hmm. I, I grabbed my stuff, and i picking up everything I had, you know, and I start dropping it on the way in, my medicine and stuff like that, and my tea that I had. There and, she goes. And as soon as I was half in and half out, and I just went down, and luckily Jose was behind me, so I might my head was able to hit him and bounce back instead of hitting the concrete floor. Yeah, plenty of ground. safety padding. Yeah, very. Yes, yay for the bears. <laughs> plenty of plenty of uh, padding whenever you have to bears. So, yeah, and I just kind of went down, and I could hear everything, but I wasn't able to see. I was like, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I'm like, am I having a stroke and all this stuff? So they, I finally come back, too, like within a minute. I come back, too, and I'm like, take me to my fainting chair. <laughs> and then they're like, John, well, get up. We're going to help you stand up and I'm like no I'm gonna crawl so I crawled to the chair <laughs> very dramatic so that was the first way there is no proper way to faint it That's just a good happens one. It just happens out of nowhere um, and the other is Christmas real music really makes me happy I've been listening to Christmas music on loop for now for almost two weeks and I just love driving around because when I'm getting in my car and I'm just listening to Christmas it's all different versions of you know you hear Jingle Bells how many times but you hear all these different versions of it Carol of the Bells stuff like that so that was my other thing I learned this week I'm like you know Christmas music really makes me happy Ooh, I had a Christmas experience this past week that made me really happy yeah what was that I think everyone should go see Dazzling Lights at Lou Gardens. It oh, the was pictures. spectacular. The pictures you showed. Well, there's like 13 different places that you go through, and each one has Christmas music, but not traditional. Right. That's what I like. It's appropriate with the lighting and everything they did in the trees. It's stunning. That's it's stunning. so cool. It, that, that put me in the Christmas period. Did you? Okay. I was of like, course. wait a minute. Did you hit record by? I just, of course. It just hit me you know, 19 minutes Sis, or five yeah, minutes you. in. I'm Sis. like, <laughs> come on now. Come on. Well, you know, it was, that's my way of having a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> right. There's a lot going on local. Yes. Let's talk about local first. Let's get this out of the way because there are lots going on local. Um, of course, the April Fresh, the April Fresh, the AprilFresh.com to see what she's up to and to find your lovely uh, keto recipes that she has on her website. Shout out to Baronce Bear and her brunch, Dora, the Dora Queen. Dora Queen. In Tiberi's. Yes, and she's been advance. hard at work at home cleaning up while her husband is gone somewhere. He just got an award. That's what it was. He went to go get the award. Yes. Mm. Yes, that's Kudos wonderful. to both of you. To both. Yeah, they're both very good people. Oh, and forgot pause. to clink. Oh, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, no. There. Oh. There. I feel better oh. already. Yes, it just quenched my thirst. Can't have ho I can't have the happy hour, let alone the homo happy hour, without quenching your thirst first. Ever. Thirst first. Thirst first. Instead of purse first, like Bob the drag queen does, <laughs> it's thirst first. Thirst first. Thirst first. Thirst first <laughs> gets the worst. Thirst purse. Yeah. So yeah, so local. Then there's also palms, palms sandwich teria and cafeteria and Not tea cafeteria. room. <laughs> 
Antirum. Antirum. Sandwich. Opening a new sandwich concept. I can't wait to see what that's going to be. Oh, I know. I know. I love Pom. What she's going to do. Now, we had talked about Stonewall before being under new management coming in. I heard but a they've little also bit about that. sold. So Stonewall was sold. I was wondering if it was going to be staying gay or if they were just going to have gay nights or what. But I saw, I did see that Carbon Cavalli um, had just did unity night there like she does so i was like okay well they are keeping some shows i guess i have no idea i don't know anything about the owners and i haven't really heard but i've also been in my own little bubble what have you heard you because you said you heard Z- something Z- oh that i heard i heard that, that it sold. had changed but i don't know changed hands and not just you know not just hands that changed ownership but then there's also savoy Yes. And Southern Nights. Speaking of Savoy, Tish Got Rice is back. Yes, Tish is back at Savoy with Scotty. Yes, because that was when Savoy was really Savoy, was when Tish and Scotty and everybody was running it. Not that it's not Savoy now. It's even a different Savoy. It's just it's so different. The closing of Parliament House opened up doors for other places. So many new windows, so many new venues. Oh, oh, that's right. So, I did hear some tea. What? Spill. Spill, girl. I I did hear some tea. I heard that the person who bought it, that that there are two ladies going around town buying up all these bars. They bought up Hank's. No. Yes. No. Yes. Really? That's what I've heard. No. And yes, there are two ladies that bought Hanks and that bought that. They may have been the ones that bought Stonewall. How brilliant. Right. But they're not lesbians. Who cares? Oh, I know that. I'm just saying that they aren't, the, but they aren't family. So, it's, so I don't know how well, Stonewall's going to be, but it's fun to go check out either way. It's a fun time. I think there. both of the ones you mentioned have crowds that will sustain them. Yes. So if it's yes. just not broke, why mess with it? That's something I was explaining too. Was because um, I was telling Jose, I was like, "Well, you know, I'm like they're gonna do well because we don't have Parliament House, and on like say Saturday nights, that's Girl Night at Southern, so all the gay guys need somewhere to go, you know. So mm-hmm. and that's where they're going. They're going Savoy and Stonewall. I agree. There, uh, there, it, there's so many different places. There's there's sideshow yes. downtown. Yes. There's the guest house. With the advent of gay marriage, we're, we can go anywhere and not feel weird. Right. Oh, anymore, especially in downtown, like um, Irish Shannon's, um, Estefan's Kitchen for Tora Hyman's uh, drag brunch. She, uh, Tora Hyman also does Cocktails and Screams, where she has movies playing, and she, I guess she, you know, does an overture herself or she just narrates you know narrates and says funny stuff during the movie i'm guessing right but she just did krampus this last week yes and april fresh had her comedy brunch this past week taffy performed in it and addison taylor i didn't go it's at southern and where they have it but they also divine grace was there the the week prior yes and she's getting ready to do Gilligan's Island, which is going to yes, be the TV Land, TV Land Live, Live in Claremont. Yes. Tickets are on sale now. Some of them, um, some of them the, um, the Golden Girls ones out there doing the Christmas is sold out. Oh, yeah, sold out. Totally sold out. Yeah. That sold out almost immediately. I hope they're able to do that. You know where it would be really nice to see them do something like that? Like at Plaza Live. I'm sure that, you know, where the Plaza is, the Plaza Theater. 
They could, yeah. I think that they could sell it all, sell it out. Mm, I mean, it's large, but... Todd Recall had a hard time selling out. Sure, that's true. That's true. And also the drag race. I mean, Bianca sold it out last tour, but then this time she went to the Hard Rock. But that's still a big venue to fill. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, talking about big things to fill. Ooh, before we jump into the big thing to fill. Yeah. The new Winter Park Library opened. Oh, speaking of big things to fill, yes. It's fantastic. What I saw on TV, it's beautiful. That staircase that goes up. They have an auditorium. They it's have, unbelievable, John. Yes. it's. They had opening day on Saturday, so me and my mom went. Oh, you did? Yes. The library, is it's all giant triangles. There's three of them that float from the point up. Oh, cool. One is the library. The second one is the entertainment venue. And uh-huh. the front one is just for photographs. Oh, cool. So there's this giant dome, how they formed it. Right. With the three points. Stunning. That is so cool. Stunning. The inside of the library that is all carved wood. Uh-huh. Like 50s vertical. Right, like. And it's three stories tall. It goes up to the roof. Wow. And then you walk around Amazing. the back of it, and it's all open to the lake. Uh-huh. And where the gazebo used to be on the lake uh-huh. is now a three-tiered performance space. So I'll write Winter Park Library for your glow-up. With their glow-up. It's a major glow-up from the library across the street. Well, they combine the event center and the library yes. together. And speaking of the old library, I saw Miley Cyrus swinging from the wrecking ball coming for it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was wondering what they were going to do there. Mm-hmm. Maybe make it another parking lot. <laughs> and the last shout-out, I would like to do this for yes, Rollins College. Yes, that's right. You want to tell them? No, you can tell them because you have the picture right there. Okay. But it's very nice. It's an excellent idea. On every other Wednesday from 4 to 5 at the Lucy Cross Center at Lakeside mm-hmm. is the LBG... TQIA++ checkmark support space. Anybody that feels other is welcome there, no matter of how you identify in terms of sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression. You are deserving of a space to freely express yourself and receive emotional support. And I think Uh. that's amazing. That is, I, I, that's Kudos to Rollins. Good for you, Rollins. Yay. We stand you. Um, yes. Well, speaking of, you know, under the umbrella and things that's happened this past week and stuff, or this past week, well, so Blue Origin went up. Oh, this is our And headline. now we have our very first Furries in Space. <laughs> furries in space. And it's so funny because I watched them go up and everything, and I didn't even realize it until the, until after I read the article that um, Cameron Bess, he, he and his father were the first father and son to go to space. Yes, they were. Uh, together. And he was part of this last, this last week's or last weekend's Blue Origin um, along with Michael Strahan mm-hmm. and um, Shepard, the Shepherd, what's his name? Shepard, his yeah. his daughter. But Alan Shepard. So yeah, Alan Shepard's daughter. So um, Cameron Bess, the son of the two Bess, he is pansexual. He's openly pansexual and he's a furry. If you do not know what a furry is, a furry is somebody who likes to dress up in animal costumes. Which is different than a plush 
plushie. Yes. Yes. Plushies are more teddy bears. Furries are more animals. Right. Some people would just think furries are bears, but no. It, well, it most bears sense. are furry. Most bears are furry, but furry isn't a bear. <laughs> and then there's polar bears, and then there's otter pops. Silver foxes. <sighs> yes. Um, so, yeah, he's openly pansexual. He's become the first out LGBTQ plus person in the space because he falls under. The the they, I'm sorry, them. I'm saying he, but they, they, they fall under our umbrella. Yes. And I was just like, wow. So what he took up with him. This killed me. Slayed. He, he took up he took up a furry paw, you know, a paw. Just the paw. Just the paw. And he also <laughs> took a pride flag. I was like, yay for you. But basically, he and his father grew up launching model rockets. So when they did that with the kids, so the, his father had decided, hey, I'm going to buy you. So, so yeah, it was kind of entitled. But, well, yay for you, furry. Was the paw holding the flag? That so would he, be hilarious. And did both of them whap Michael Strahan in the head? <laughs> That would be, oh my gosh, the flag, the flag stick get caught in between Michael Strahan's gap and his teeth and it sticks there and it just keeps floating because they were in zero gravity for three minutes. We can Photoshop that. <laughs> that would be great. The weightless paw would look really surreal. Yeah. If you just had a, an image of it just floating. Yeah. So kind of entitled because... I mean, oh yes, <clears throat> my dad. Cause he, all he is, he's like a blogger or a streamer. It doesn't so, matter. It's the representation. Oh, I know. That's I know. That's what I love that representation up there also. But at the same time, not just anybody would be able to, you know. Oh yes, I'm going to just go ahead and get up and. It's a luxury. It sure is. Um, they did say that they already have like a hundred spots of people. That how are it's a money making proposition. There. I'm sure Good Morning America fronted all of that money. Oh gosh, yeah, and they sure hyped it up. It's like, girl, he's going into space, the third crew, but they for three minutes. Well, they originally made the promo for Thursday, and they kept running it, yes. even though it didn't go off until Saturday. Yes, my mom was like, "When is this kind thing gonna like, happen?" Kind of like those Dan Newland commercials. Oh, enough with him. Oh my gosh. So have you noticed Dan New? Newland commercials, he, for like the last month and a half, it was all about that free concert, the free country concert. <sighs> then he turns around, and now he's doing the happy holidays with the, the servicemen with him. And he's still using one of Toby Key's songs. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, he is getting the wear and tear on he this. Yeah. But my mom's like, what's wrong with the back of his head? She's like, it drops straight off into his neck. He really looks like that, too. He's mm. short. He's short. I um I did a mock jury in Tampa, and he was one of the one of the um attorneys yeah. that was presenting it. And so I was like, oh, oh, so you are shorter than <laughs> you really seem like you are. He's not John Morgan short, but close. A little bit tall. So let's talk about Little Nas X. Yes. Oh, the poor guy. We love him so much. But just like all stars that, you know, get out and get doing something, they all have wardrobe malfunctions. They all fall and slip. So basically. They're human. They're human. Exactly. Well, his first one was 
obviously just some whoever designed the costume. Yeah. It was too tight. Yes. And it wasn't made to do a stripper drop. Right. Right. And so he busted the inseam and he did what any graceful person would do and hold their junk. And he, yeah, and he tried to cover it up, and then he also tried to he he you know back up. He he fell. He jumped back up on his feet. Oh, you that's know. the second time. So yes, that's yes, the recent one. And he even he even you know in Instagram he's joking about. It. He's like swipe to see me be the king of busting my butt on stage. It was funny. The universe was determined to embarrass me yesterday. Laughing. Yeah, he was in a gladiator skirt, a pink gladiator skirt, and the back of it started to come undone. Uh-huh. And he was trying to shuffle off the stage holding his behind when he slipped on a wet spot and And then it fell. He went down. Whoopsie Daisy, here's my candy. Yep, just like me fainting. But they also were I they were roasting him, him on <laughs> they were roasting on Twitter. They're not roasting, you know, in good fun. Just funny comments. And someone someone ran one of his old tweets I said, Stop asking me why I'm wearing a skirt. I will never trust pants again. Yeah, that one didn't <laughs> age well. <laughs> that is yeah, they said top ten tweets age horribly. <laughs> and he he got up great. And yes. he covered most of it, but it was just the whole I don't know. Yes. Bad skirt design. But and it looked cute. He was wearing his pink ha- cowboy hat. He had all the gauntlets on his arms. Pink, uh, you know, pink leather. It was kind of gladiator, but gladiator-esque because it's all pink with the with, and it's all st- rhinestone. Well, there's part stuff. of the leather community that wears leather kilts. It's sort oh, of the yeah. same thing. That's exactly what. It, that's what with a belt on top. That's you used exactly to go to the apartment house and see that all the time. I know. You used to see stuff like that all the time. My all eyes are thankful for not seeing it all the time. You know what you what we don't see all the time, but wait, let's go ahead and talk about this first because it's the elephant in the room, Jesse Smollett. Ooh. Lady Barry used to have me report on, on Jesse Smollett all the time when all this was going on now two years ago. Well, oh my gosh, he was found he was found guilty. Shocking. I know. He was trying to boost his career at the height of Empire fame. In my opinion, only my opinion. Uh-huh. Why would you fake a hate crime? And Knowing what our community goes through with so much violence, why would you fake a hate crime? Exactly. And not only that, keep the lie going all the way. I mean, he Donald Trump that lie. Mm. He really Donald Trump that lie. He kept it going and kept it going. He Casey Anthony that lie. Yes, he Casey'd that lie. I mean, all the way. So now he's but got some of the what, three years out. in prison. Well, they haven't sent oh. him yet. And Beyonce's mom weighed in on this today. Oh, okay. Because she weighed in and said, what happened to the lady in the, that was the Central Park Karen? Yes. Yes. She's like, we didn't see her going to jail. She got community service. Uh-huh. That's true. Is this going to be bad for the black man in this situation? And my response to that is, it's different faking a hate crime. Oh, very much. Very we, much. I've been gay bashed. Yes. Me too. Not it's fun. Not fun at all. It's very scary. When we you literally were, are scared for literally scared for your life. We're similar in age. We both grew up with bullies in high school. Yeah. And both of us were pretty well formed before we yes. got to high school. Yeah. And they took that vul- vulnerability and tried to use it against us. Yes, they did. 
Yes, I did. So the hate crime thing. Mm. I would be like, do you want an F-bomb to beat your butt? <laughs> okay. That's what I would tell him. You ever have an F-bomb beat, beat your butt? You're going to have to tell your mom that an F beat you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine too. That's I was just like, uh-huh, because that's just how it goes. Because when we were in school, we were kind of... <laughs> Don't mess with us bullies. Still am Karen. Back off Linda. <laughs> so this is a really neat thing. Uh, to this, I mean, even like this, I wish, I hope straight people are listening and hearing this because it's really neat that there is a museum that showcases queer relationships in the animal kingdom. And it is by... Whoa, whiplash. It is by a biology whose name is Christian Kropf, K-R-O-P-F. Kropf. 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 He's the biologist at the Institute of Ecology and Evolution at the University of Bern in Switzerland. Bern. Burn, baby, burn. But he found out that over 1,500 species of animals, same-sex behavior has been observed. In social vertebrates. Yeah, yeah, and they said it's probably present in all social vertebrates. And the reasons are not always clear, but they know that they strengthen social bonds and contribute to group unity. So he said, like, the only people, it's only people, it's only human beings that you see homophobia in. That criminalize and, it. And stuff like that, that you don't see it in the, you don't see it in the animal sector. Like dolphins. You oh, see well, male dolphins. I've seen dolphins attack everybody. Yeah. There was a friend of mine that will remain nameless that went to the dolphin experience at SeaWorld. Uh-huh. And they were molested. Yes, yeah. Yes, dolphins will will do anything. Seriously, girl? they will do anything. Male sheep, mm. male sheep do uh, does lots of stuff. Female sheep will do lots of stuff. So will males. So will males. But yes, um, but it's different. the people that criminalize it, it and is. those five countries that kill us it for is. being gay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, male European rams are known to mate with other males about 6% of the time. So it's been like... Does that mean if you drive a Dodge Ram? <laughs> then you have a six, a one in six chances of... <laughs> if you have a Dodge Ram, you have one in six chances of being gay. Exponentially. <laughs> According to the museum. So I was just like, that is so, so cool. I think so. Except I don't want the dolphins to attack me. And someone in the comment section is like, I still find it very funny that some states still have laws on their books calling same-sex intercourse crimes against nature. And that's what this guy was proving with this museum, was proving, you know, saying, hey, what's one of the things we always hear? Oh, it's just not natural. It's like, oh, you know what? It's in nature more than you think. It's, it's your projection that's not natural. Yeah, it's it's the boundaries you put on yourself or what you think is natural, but it really isn't natural. Yeah. It really isn't natural. It's natural. <laughs> Logical. You know what's not natural? My hair. Hot gay nuns. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, do tell. <laughs> oh, or my gosh. Okay with that. I cannot even go into detail with this, but I really, really, really want to. <laughs> I want to hear you skirt the edges of this one. Yes, it's so funny. So there is a show out that is called Benedetta, B-E-N-E-D-E-T-T-A. It came out December 1st. It premiered to um, at Cannes, and it's basically... A movie based on um, Judith Brown's 1986 book, Immodest Acts, A Life of a Lesbian Nun in Renaissance Italy. And that basically describes the whole story. It describes the setting, the scene. It describes everything in that title. Virgin Mary, help us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, because there are two brides of Christ, and they have. Um, it's a true story of a true story at that of a forbidden relationship between forbidden. two brides of Christ. Brides, Christ. <laughs> it's, I'm like, oh my gosh! I mean, they um, they lick religious statues. They what? Whenever they're having, they lick them. Religious statues. Oh. Whenever they're having a spat, lover spats, they plunge each other limbs into boiling pots of waters. They um, they experience extreme extra legal torture. It sounds like witches. They watch another nun throw herself off from the top of a church, and then they also have an ominous comet that comes at them. And then they teach the children. Right, right. So. Her, the main girl's name, her name is Bartolomia. It's like Bartholomew, but Bartolomia. Um, so she has like a, she is also has an, <laughs> an over-the-top religious awakening. She starts hallucinating, and she's having long conversations with Jesus, who's very erotic. It's an erotic Jesus. Oh, so it's Madonna. But he's nailed to the cross still, but he's still able to make out with her and kiss her. Like a Madonna video. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Wow. Yes, like a prayer. <laughs> I'm saying one right just now. Just like a prayer. Yeah. I'll take you there. So, but then, so you know they have to have an antagonist. Her name is Sister Felicia. My <laughs> <laughs> Felicia. Yes. Her name is Sister Felicia. Of course it and is. And she is suspicious of Benedetta's legitimacy as a prophet and pure vessel of the Lord. So she starts snooping around through a well-placed hole in Benedetta's bedroom. It's so she's finding, you know, going. It's so hilarious. It's like showgirls on steroids. <laughs> oh, no. Because the guy who did it, Verhoeven. 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 He's the guy. Uh, he did um, He did showgirls. Yeah. He wrote showgirls. There's certain directors like Long von, La Lars von. He also did Basic Instinct. Yep. So it's running along those kind of lines. That I think that's so hilarious. I think that is oh, just have to so check funny. It out, especially for a couple of the scenes. Just yeah. for me. Something else funny is that the um, preacher, Pastor Craig, is it Craig or Greg? Craig Duke, who recently was on We're Here. Yes, he was on We're Here. And he not only was on We're Here, he was put in drag. On HBO. Craig Duke of Newburgh United Methodist Church in Indiana. In now, Evansville. since then, he has left the church, I have he read. He was forced out. Yeah. That, yeah. Because of that. And he's yes. not identifying as gay. He was doing it because he, his daughter identifies as pansexual. Yes. 
and he was trying to bridge a gap between religion and the gay, gay LGBTQ plus. Yeah, he was really trying to um, bridge a gap there. But that's kind of sad that you do that in a, in a church. You know, that's not a, to them being to be. Um, um, I know. Because one of his coaches, I experienced much, so much love and acceptance, and dare I say more, within the drag and LGBT community than most people had experienced in the settings of a church. Mm-hmm. Not one person questioned why I was there. It was a complete acceptance. Yeah. And after it was broadcast, they said that you don't conform to one of the tenets of the church. Right. And he also, when he lip sync, he lip sync to Kesha's We Are Who We Are. That's I I didn't think I I saw the series I didn't think it was offensive. No, not at all. Matter so after he after he left the church or was was you know put out of the church, um, he, they started a GoFundMe campaign, and he already has topped fifty thousand. I mean that's probably more now. But yeah, he was in the November eighth episode of We're Here. He did yeah, and like you said, he did support his daughter who's pansexual. Um, it was filmed in the tri-state area, and everyone loved it. He enjoyed it. His daughter was over overjoyed. Um, the people at the church were like, "Oh no!" That he was relieved of his duty. It's not a hotbed of acceptance there. Exactly. Exactly. It's also a letter to the church members from Mitch Geiselman, who's the superintendent for the South and Southwest District of the Indiana United Methodist Church. All those, when they're organized like that, where they have all these hierarchies, I'm like, oh, come on, please. Mm. But he cited numerous calls and emails that are highly critical of Craig's actions, as well as numerous messages of support for him. So I would, yeah, I think that's great that, you know. I hope that he finds a parish that appreciates for what he brings to the table. Yes, yes. So they're still so he and his wife are still residing at the church's parsonage until February twenty eighth, and he still continues to d- draw a significantly reduced salary. His pay was cut by forty percent, but he will not be involved with the church in any capacity. And that's sad. That's really sad. I mean, it's, it's just aren't you supposed pointed. to be? Aren't you supposed to be opening your arms? Isn't it judged not yet, lest you be judged? Exactly. Where's the, you know, take the the plank from your own eye. It's a little crazy that Ow. they do that. <laughs> Ow, there's a plank in my eye. Walk the plank in my eye. <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> so, Arr. it's about that time, I believe. Ooh. We talked about it early, earlier, but we need to maybe let people know a little bit about their... Uh, it's coming. What is coming, and it's time for people to know a little bit about... Your gay history. 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 History X. <laughs> Your gay history today is brought to you by the Gay Games. The it, Gay Games. The Gay Games. Not the Gay Olympics, but the Gay Games. Well, it was originally the Gay Olympics. They originally, it was in 1982. 
And Sean Fitzgerald, he was swimming since he was five years old. Um, that's one thing that I was just talking about. But the Gay Games is the world's largest all-inclusive sporting event, but many athletes face an uncertain journey towards competing. Um, it's hard for them. You know, it's it's like the Gay Olympics, really much. Um it is, but they can't use the word because they got sued. Exactly. The Olympic team. So it was a total of 1,350 people. They took part in the first gay games in 1982. In San Francisco. And, the, and it doubled the next time in 1986. But um, Waddell. Is, Tom Waddell. Tom Waddell. I was going to say Tim. Tom Waddell, yeah. He's who founded it. He was diagnosed with AIDS in 85, and he died in 87. But by that point, the event was well-established. He basically, how it started, you know, he brought it together, and it was first said as the Gay Olympics, welcome to the Gay Olympics, and everyone went crazy. But then... It was a... A successful event. Yes, but then, the, um, but then that after that happened, that's whenever the Olympic Committee, what you know, the OOC, <laughs> IOCC, IOCC, whenever they they got together and they were like, oh, okay, you cannot say Gay Olympics. You can't use the word Olympics. But there's like there's like uh, Car Olympics, there's Rat Olympics, there's Special Olympics, there's they they have Olympics for everything. But at that time in 82, they were saying you can't say gay Olympics. Right. Even though they had Olympics, anything that was. But it was only 13 years post Stonewall. Right. Right. I think if it was to be floated now, (laughs) I think it was to be floated now. They might have a different view on it. Yeah. Especially since this past Olympics, what, there was 180. Yep. Seven people from in the regular Olympics. Sixteen different that, countries. Yes. That this shot is good. It's lovely, isn't it? <sighs> lick it, slam it, suck it. Which is lick it, take for the salt, slam it for the shot, and suck it for the lemon or lime. Ooh. That's a nice afterburn. Yeah, but that that's very true. And not only that, I mean we even have a guy that um gosh, Mike Welch, uh, that I sent you that article about. You know, for him. He's a gay soccer player and sprinter, and for him, it's like something like, oh, he was able to come out, but before he came out of the closet with his sports, he noticed how many, you know, how how many, how in sports people just, they don't feel safe as a safe space to come out and be gay. Oh, yeah, that goes back to how it was when we were kids. Right, because it's supposed to be traditional and heteronormative, masculine space, you know. But a lot of them, they do, you know. It's It gives them confidence whenever they're coming out. And, you know. And usually they're better at it. Yeah. Yeah, well, he. They push themselves harder. Yeah. And he, that's one thing that he had said that he ran into ignorant people in sports, around sports. It was in 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 his area because he was playing soccer in his area. He wasn't like big, you know, on a national team or anything. He'd play soccer in the area, and he really didn't know a lot of people that were gay yep. that played soccer. So he'd play soccer in the off seasons with people from other places, and of course they wouldn't know him. So it was easier for him to be. Himself, when he was around people he didn't know. So, and he said he never faced homophobia on the team. It was just normal stuff. Like, I don't care if you're gay, just don't hit on me. 
which is crazy when people oh. say that. Why is it? It's always the people you would never hit on that say that. It's a conundrum. It is. It's you. You get these people like, oh, that's when you pull out the book of Reed. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're gay. Just don't hit on me. And the you're book like, of Reed comes out. First of all, you're not even near my type. Exactly. I'm Second like, of all, look at you. I mean, no, look at all of you and right. look at all of me. I mean. I'd be yeah. like, no. It's so presumptuous. Well, I'm gay and don't you hit on me. <laughs> don't I'm, I'm okay with you being straight. Just don't hit on me. Yeah. Just don't hit on my mama. Just res- oh, oh, now. Don't talk about my mama. <laughs> Mine's gone. Just respect the being. Yes. Especially for an athlete. It's athlete to athlete. You don't have to throw gay into it. Yes. Yes. He also fell for this guy because this one guy was always nice to him and he he, he, and he fell for him. And like when we talked last time, that you can listen to at www.homohappyhour.com. But yes. like we talked about last time, people come in, you know, having straight crushes. And all the episodes before 69. Right. Straight crushes. Right. People would say to him, you're gay, but you're so fast. Like like it slowed you down or something, you know. <laughs> or You're gay, but you were good at soccer. <laughs> I mean, aren't we past this? <laughs> yes, we are past this. <laughs> but I find it funny, and it's kind of like, like uh, on BuzzFeed. I had seen on BuzzFeed, there's an article. Before he wrap up, uh, I wanna, his one quote that really inspired me was, if I could give any vi- advice to my younger self, I would tell myself not to wait so long to come out. Coming out when I did was the best choice I ever made. I only wish I would have been able to do it sooner. Right. Right. There's a freedom when you don't have to hide any portion of you. And that's where the and confidence ex- comes in, yes. too. Yes. If you feel like you're hiding something, it's not shameful to be gay or trans or positive or a person of color. At all. At all. Whatever it is, just love yourself and then you can love somebody else, RuPaul. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about that. But so talking about how they were saying that to him, saying, oh, my gosh, you know, for them saying, um, what is it that they say? Oh, my gosh, you're gay? Well, you run so fast, like stuff like that. Well, there's a whole bunch of stuff that was BuzzFeed did this article on that it's that's gay. Straight men reveal bizarre reasons their sexuality was questioned. So, like, one of them was if you sing a, uh, sing a, a Lily Allen song during karaoke, and someone's like, oh, but that's gay. Why? Changing my daughter's diaper. It was mentioned in the office one day and he got called gay for that why for changing his daughter's diaper that's just a father or a gunkle yeah but he was a father since it was a daughter buying a white iphone that is crazy someone who someone who commented on they said if the color of your phone is the only thing standing between you and unbridled homosexuality uh i got news for you (laughs) (laughs) serious for using a straw some drinks require a straw. Some, some places require, yeah. Yeah, some drinks do. Um, this one, he said, my best friend is vegetarian. He eats cheese and eggs still. Anyway, everyone asks if he's gay when they learn about this. 
So if you're a guy and you're vegetarian, you're gay. I mean, that makes no sense whatsoever. What you eat depends on who you have sexual relations with. I know. I know. Uh, that's so weird. Using, I don't even and like this hot is dogs. really serious. This is weird. Using turn signals? No, that's the law. And it's like, what? It's, Sister, that's the law. And it's not any kind of euphemism. It's really literally using straight turn signals, using sunscreen. That sunscreen is gay. It stops cancer. <laughs> <laughs> if that, wow. <laughs> Um, I love when you bring these things up because to me it just blows my mind every people, time that people think this stuff. I know this it's very QAnon. This one kid said, "When I was ten, I brought an umbrella to school on a rainy in rainy day, and the umbrella was red, yellow, green, and blue." His dad told him never to use that umbrella again because the colors were a rainbow, which stood for homosexuality. That's the and that's not the good time to come out to your dad that you're gay. That's a stretch. This one guy, when I was a kid, my dad called me a sissy because I cut a sandwich diagonally. I'd be like, you're not a sissy for cutting your sandwich diagonally. You're a sissy if you cut all the crust off your sandwich, but not if you cut it diagonally. <laughs> okay, that's where the line is? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I was called those names, but I could completely corrected him each time he used it. Right. I'm like, no, it's called this now. Right, right. If you're going to slur me, you're going to slur me properly. This one guy, was he was a bartender, and he asked a man if he wanted to see a dessert menu, and the guy was like, if I wanted dessert, I'd order wings like a real man. For dessert? <laughs> so, imagine, so obviously, if you eat dessert, you're gay. <sighs> You're not a real man, so let's say. So exhausting. I was told that using the word assumption in conversation made me gay. This well, guy, I'm assuming that you're like really just. This guy thought big words made an intellectual, <laughs> made an intellectual, and in his mind, intellectual equaled gay. I'm like, oh my gosh. Wow, they must be polling at the Flintstones Park. This one guy says, I can go to bars with my buddies, but it's gay to go to restaurants with them. So you can go drink, but you can't go eat. That's so wrong because I see a bunch of mint chilies. I know. I see it's people all the time. I know. Or Miller's Ale House or Hooters or Wingstop. <laughs> this is the one cracked me up. This, like, this one time at summer's camp, this guy who had just been swimming in the lake told me you could tell how cold the water was by how hard his nipples were. That's but then he, But then he added, but don't stare too long because that's gay. The guy's like, you're the one who told me to look in the first place. What do you mean? <laughs> well, he's right on both accounts, though. Yes. Because there's that if you linger too long, you're into trolling. Yes, yes, that or is true. Or you're just in the lake fishing. That is true whenever, yeah. I don't know, maybe you're just, yeah. I don't know, I have, I've never had a problem with lingering too long. Uh, I get clocked for it all the time. You do? All the time. <laughs> Not me. By Casper. Oh. Casper would be like, stop it. Oh, now with him, yes. With him, yes, I no, do. It's also because she thinks I'm in her pond. Oh. I'm just having a libation. Oh, that's he's just thinking. Yeah, I know. I'm just having a libation. We're not playing blockers. Right. No. Right. No. Not happening. So really, other than talking and stuff, one of the last things we want to talk about, oh, well, actually, we have a couple of them, but Will Wheaton. Yes. 
Will Wheaton. Looping back to one of our previous episodes about the Chappelle disclosure. Uh Yes, that Dave Chappelle with his anti-trans jokes and stuff and his homophobia. Or really, it's just anti-trans, the main thing that Dave Chappelle's going through. So... Will Wheaton, actor, he actually came out and apologized for his own homophobia. Um, he is from Star Trek The Next Generation, was what he did, but he wrote Ben Young Sheldon, he's still yes. an actor. Yeah, he's still show, a relevant actor. Um, Big Bang Theory, yes, yes. So, basically, he made a reference to Eddie Murphy's stand-up show from 1983 called Delirious, and he detailed a moment when he was young and he said an F-bomb slur. Um, it references gay men in a locker room saying, a, a room full of gay men, no less. He walked into the locker room and he made this gay slur, the F-bomb, to a whole locker room full of gay men of course he did he's in hollywood yeah he said he was horrified and embarrassed and he still thinks about it oh my we're gonna have incoming broadcast from the great giant head stop the auto i don't know where that's coming from <laughs> oh, that was from your phone. Was it? Yeah. Oh my God, Will Wheaton was delivering it. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Will we- it sounded like an episode of Tra- Star Trek: The Next Generation. I, I didn't know where it was coming <laughs> from. I was looking around for people. I'm like, like the part the computer's not on. I when thought- they beam them aboard, I thought somebody was coming. <laughs> oh no! It did Sorry, sound like close encounters of the third kind. I was kind of scared. <laughs> it was one I. That's you know that's something to talk about for a moment. But that's a nice little last cut subject. No, whenever you go on a website to read something, and they have those little video ads <sighs> that pop up because that's what exhausting. that was. It is that's exhausting. That's what that was. You're looking at an article. It was from Newsweek. Thank you, Newsweek. Yeah. I'm going to like write a letter as soon as I get out of here. Here I am looking everywhere. I'm John, like, oh I was gosh. frantically flipping things off. Not that way, just to the off position. Right, that's so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, where I'm looking at the board. I'm like, nothing's on except for our stuff. And I thought maybe it's on my soundboard. And I'm looking on my soundboard. No, it's not there. <laughs> That was interesting. When when I clicked when I clicked out of the window I had on the computer. Silly hyperlinks. And, and I clicked out of it, I'm going, it's still playing. No way. That was the longest thirteen seconds of ever. So good for you, Will Wheaton. We are very glad that you actually owned up. That's how you do. No, he understood what it was that he did wrong. Yes. And he stood up for a, he stood up and and um, it's not going to change anything. Regretted it. He showed regret. People have to show that they can improve. Yeah, and that's where it is. Yeah, and I never. I I don't know him personally, but I didn't know if he would be the type that would improve or not. You know. But I remember seeing the Eddie Murphy special, The Delirious, and it was raunchy. Oh, it was. It was very raunchy, especially but for then. In '83, but see, I was already out. And right. had already been out for like five years at that point. And I'm like, I've already heard those words. Right. I heard those words in fifth grade. Yep. Yeah. I heard those words all through high school. Eddie Murphy went on a big ra- on a big rampage then. He did like Delirious. He did Raw. He he had all these like. And then he was picking up transgendered hookers in L.A. Exactly. 
Exactly. Watch what you preach, sister. Speaking of transgendered hookers, Miley Cyrus. Oh, I love her. She took Pete Davidson to his first gay bar experience. And nobody could guide him better than her. But he ended up. He ended up with a stripper behind him that it was a nude place. And so his junk was all on, on his shoulder. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's Can flop, you flop, flop sound. You're a straight man and that's your first gay experience. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's got a good beat. I can dance to it. It does. <laughs> It would be the same if you went to a stripper place and somebody twerked in your in your personal space. Right, yeah, gave you a lap dance or something like that either, too. I don't know, it'd be like my first time at a gay bar, or I mean at a straight bar, and a woman walking up and giving me a lap dance. I'd be like, um, mm. is this what y'all do? And then after that, she was on Fallon. Because they made a whole event. Oh, that's out of right. It. They did. Yes. And she, she sang it should have been me to him, and she tore that song up. Huh. Because that's like, am I preacher? Oh, she was uh, hitting all the notes, and then she plopped it on his lap. She's. That's great. That's great. And I think she did that song because she was making reference to the the flapping uh-huh. on him. Yeah. That should have been her. Yes. Yes. Did you um. Um, never mind. I was gonna. Oh, have you noticed that uh, um, single all the way is getting on Netflix? It is getting so much hype. It was funny. I I didn't see it because I don't have Netflix. But it, it takes all the stereotypes, but they were great. perfectly doing wrapping them up. And they were again. great. That's good, because it's our first uh, gay rom-com on, our first gay holiday rom-com on Netflix. Yeah. That's and awesome. That, and then, the what, what was the one on the Hallmark Channel? That was another one that was like... Yes. You yes. got representation. The one with Kristen Stewart. Yes. Yes, I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. There's been a oh we also want to take time to say we are so sad that Anne Rice has passed away, and Dan, I would like to and yes Dan Frazier I want to do a you know how we've done in the past we've done episodes yeah that would be nice to do one for Dan because he's been such uh, we'll bring that next week. Yeah, he's been such a big part of Orlando's LGBTQ history. Yeah, for a lot of it. Right. A lot of it. And you know who else is part of LGBTQ history for Orlando? That is Out Loud Orlando, the Homo Happy Hour. Us. Us. us, us, us. We are the only gay radio show in Florida that is featured in a history museum. The Orlando Regional History Museum has our yes. archives. Yes, 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 that is us. Our little gift to the community forever. So guess what I got to see on, um, I got to see it on, um, on what's the name of it? Um, YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on the YouTube, I got to see it. On the tubes. On, on YouTube. Because um, Paramount Plus actually has a channel on it. And they did the first episode of Queen of the Universe. 
Really? Oh my goodness. They first had, I think it was six or seven queens that came out and they each performed songs. And then at the end of it, they were like, oh, nobody went home. And they're like, oh, by the way, there's a whole turn around. Group. And they all turn around and there's the rest of this seven. So I didn't get to see Juju B or Ada Vox. They're Ada Vox be, has an in though. She can sing. I know. She can sing. Oh, a lot of them can. Oh, all of them can. Um, I was waiting for them to say, I thought who was going to go home was going to be Woo Woo, the one from China. <laughs> That's her name, Woo Woo. Because she just, she did Material Girl, but her voice wasn't as big as the others. There was one queen. So just like Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was one big queen there that she is from New York, and she was very very Broadway. I mean, you could tell her delivery was very, here I am, you know, very. All the New York girls are doing that because it's the side hustle. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry. They, Bloop. Yeah. I'm going to have to new leaks it. Bloop. I think a lot of the new the New York girls also sing. They don't. Actor wager slash. Right. They don't lip diva. sync. Yeah. yeah. Until you get to like Lady Bunny. Right. Or Sherry Vine. Right. Or Bianca Del Rio. Or Bianca. Or. Yeah. If you're in New York and you're making it, you're making well, it. Well, this one made it onto Queens of the Universe. But that's a second talent. That's really being able to sing. Yes, it is. And know your fashion and know how to do it, to do it all. Exactly. That is exactly It's all encompassing. I, well, gosh. Oh my gosh. Where's the time gone, John? Guess what? It's that time again. What? This what? has been Out Loud Orlando, what? the Homo Happy Hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. Remember to fight the good fight, fight. and always swing first. Swing. Let justice roll. Wrong. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. But we're one human family. We one. are dysfunctional, but we're still a human family. We put the fun in dysfunctional. I'm DJ Crazy JC John. I'm the Elderberry. I love you. I love you. And we will see, see you next Tuesday. Shout out to Melissa's daughter. We know you're listening. Yes, Melissa and your daughter. Shout, shout, shout out. Womp, womp, womp. Happy holidays, everybody. We still have one more episode before the holidays. I know, too. we hit 70. Yeah. We'll be able to go to a home soon. Soon. Go to the home. Where Go am to I? The home. What day is it? The nursing home. <laughs>